0: Welcome to the Mowers Club for this Saturday morning, brought to you by Toro Mowers, powered by 100 years of innovation. I'm Justin Horro, otherwise known as The Scope. Welcome to the listeners listening through SEN 1170 in Sydney, SEN 1620 on the Gold Coast, SEN Q693 in Brisbane. Listening live on the SEN app and on the Mowers Club podcast through Apple, Spotify and the usual places you get your podcasts from. Let us know who you are. And where you're listening to the show, have your say throughout the show. Call us on 1300 01 1170, or you can also text us on 0457 736 736. And now, before I introduce not only my co-host for today, but he is my co-host at Levels Network, I just want to tell him straight up that... in the, uh, I think it was last week's show with Jeremy Latimer, we had a, someone text in on the text line, 0457736736, Gibbo, and said, every time I mention Willie Mason, he's going to have a shot. So he got pretty drunk <laughs> because apparently I just must mention your name all the time. <laughs> so, yeah, you're in here today. My co-host for Levels Network, uh, 2004 Grand Final and Clive Churchill winner, 292 games in the NRL, Mace. Thank you for joining us on yeah. the Moles Club this Saturday. Thanks for morning. having me,
1: mate. You've been asking for a couple of weeks, and I was like, yeah, I'm not sure. It's a long time. It was <laughs> <than> three hours, <laughs> nine to twelve. I was just like, all right, just for you, Scope. You know, yeah. The missile's missing. And um, you know, I don't mind doing a bit of radio here and there. It's always good. Um, SEN's always been good to me, so always like to um, you know, repay the f- favor that you guys do to me. Love you, scope. So it's, um it's all good. Awesome, mate. We do a lot of content together. Yeah, obviously, we I mean, and, and it's easy. I mean, if you get yeah. if you had a because the Missile's out, you get along with him well. You need that, you know, uh, synergy between we'll, each other, you mate, know? So three hours ago, like that. That's what I said to Missile.
0: Yeah. Like when we started doing this, me and him become really consistent with it. Because I'll take I... your job,
1: Missile. <laughs> easy. <laughs> SCN's been waiting for me to step in these doors. That's you, it. I've just know, been hesitating.
0: You know, Missile's listening to uh, this. <laughs> at his gym for sure. Yeah, while for he's, sure. Um, Looking after all his members. I think yeah. he his coaches were unavailable. For the weekend, it being a long weekend. Yeah,
1: uh, I think he's, he's good got. Good coach, a... missile. He is very. He's good. He's a beast. Have you seen him? Don't work out with him. He's an animal, man. Have you done a workout with missile? I have, and yeah. I'm like, and I was, I was only going, I, was, I, didn't do the full one. I just went to his where he, where he does his gym. I did something that was like for 24 hours on the bike and stuff like that. I'm like, I've seen him go. He's a big, strong human. Mate, be perfect build for a union or rugby league. He loves yeah. the league. He's a mad bulldog supporter. Loves Massive. It. Yep. Yeah, so you get a lot of questions asking about the dogs, right? Yes, we do. We do. It's always he goes, "What's happening?" I said, "Oh man, I don't know. I wish I could tell you."
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, mate, we get a few of those here on the uh, on the moles as well, and and uh, yeah, shout out to the missile missile, the tribe in Marrickville.
1: Um, but that's let's a g- beast of a gym. Sorry, we need to do a workout there, man. Yeah, I'm keen. Dan Conn's been doing stuff there. Oh, has and, he? Uh, yeah, uh, have a look at it on the socials, mate. It looks awful. You can't just roll up there. They'll punish it. We did a good workout at ELAB this morning. Times that by 100.
0: Yeah, okay. It's he, pretty solid. He cleans uh what do they do? The hang cleans? Yeah. Is, is it snatches? Yeah. The snatches yeah, above the head. Yeah. I think he, I seen Missile doing the other week. He would have been doing it. Look, the minimum is 60 uh easy. snatch. would do that. isn't and, and then I think it might even been a bit more, it might have been yeah. 80. I might be doing him a, a disservice. Yeah. But uh you get yeah, a message da- now, you'd be like, it's one twenty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate, it's grand final week. So, Mm. like I said, Clive Churchill, um, grand final week. You know, myself and you both played in grand finals. Yeah. Obviously, you got the job done. Not only did you get the job done, you are the best player on the field. So, tell us a little bit, tell the viewers a little bit
1: about the week leading up
0: uh, for the Bulldogs, uh, starting all the way from getting that win in the preliminary final.
1: The prelim's hard, man. It's always hard. It's probably the hardest game. Even looking back on now, I'm like... That Penrith game in 04, you talk to any Bulldogs fan or I mean Bulldogs player. What 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 was harder? Probably the GF or that one. You're like, prely man. Ask guys like Ogre, who was right next to me in that, in that battle, right? You're going against Martin Lang, Waterhouse, Clinton, of Nullavau. We just lost uh Pricey in five minutes, and he was our like leader and captain. Yeah, I stepped up, went into front row, bought we had Sonny Bill, Roy asatasi Renny, Matur on the bench. Not a bad bench. <laughs> <laughs> not a bad bench. Oh, not a bad bench. I was like, yeah, we can fix that problem. I'll go to front row. You know, like Sonny comes in the back row or Renny comes in the back row. And, uh, yeah, we, we sort of fixed that. But that was hard. That was really hard. You take your body to some places in that game. Always think, like, uh, just when I re like, just think of, like, games that were just so hard. You know, mm. I played, over like, 350 games. I'm like, that is, like, in the top three. He, that preliminary yeah, final. Yeah, I played like 65, 70 in the middle straight. I was just fucking. <laughs> sorry, I was just done. Yeah, right. And yep. um, yeah. So uh, it was it was pretty brutal. And then uh, we ended up winning that game just. Panthers had just won the grand final the year before
0: too, right? And and the grand final was entertaining, but it was also more like
1: it was. There was a lot of drops. It was a bit, a yeah, bit of a messy game. Yeah, the grand final was like it yeah. was, So beautiful day in Sydney, right? It was um. It was 25, 26 degrees all day. And then next minute, like at about half past seven, it starts to rain, like yeah. drizzle.
2: Yeah.
1: Everyone knows, like, at, at, the, at the night game, you're like, that's, that, it's going to be like a cake of soap.
2: Yeah. Like,
1: uh, you know, Freddie was playing, like, and all the ball handlers were trying to play long. Still playing And like, for Yeah, they are playing real, f- and it will slipping out of their hands. So we just, I think that's probably why I got Clive Churchill, because it's like, you got, it had to go through the middle. We had to straighten this game up. And it was Ogre and myself and Rennie, like, just pound through the middle. It was just against Jason Kalis, Adrian Morley, Fitzy, Croc, all these sort of blokes. And, you know, we end up getting um, we end up getting them at the end, but we only got them right in the last 10 seconds. I could be sitting here going, we got done in the last 10 seconds. Yeah. Bobcat ankle tapping Croc, mate, one of the best moments because Croc was through in yeah. 10 seconds. I was off because I was cramping in the last sort of six minutes and I was like double cramps. I was like, because I played so many minutes. And I was just done. And I'm yeah. like, it would never have come off. There's a kid called Sonny Bill on the bench. I'm like, get that kid on and finish it. <laughs> yeah. He comes yeah, he on and then uh, so, I mean um Bobcat makes that tap and then Chris Walker, and then it drops in front of Chris Walker. Otherwise, Chris Walker scores in the corner. Yeah, and we that. lose 17-16. Yeah. So moments like that, so it wasn't like a normal grand final. It started off a little bit, you know, ordinary because of the ball handling, but the physicality of it, it was like line speed out of its head. But like when you see the game now, this line speed continuous, right? It's hard to it's hard to maintain it for eighty because of the six to go and all that. But you could maintain it for eighty back then because of breaks in the game. Yeah, yeah, you, know, you can really drill down in in kicks and just and beat the hell out of teams. But um, yeah, that was brutal, man. And like you know, just playing through the middle, and I was playing front row and just got, you know, Ogre and myself and um, all the middles were outstanding. You could have given it to Ogre. you could have given it even to Bobcat and stuff like that. But what you know. about
0: what about through the week, mate? So a lot of these uh, Brisbane Broncos players. Wouldn't have been involved in anything like this. Adam Reynolds and Capewell the only ones with grand final
1: experience? Yeah, well, we were the same too. Tony Grimaldi and Steve Price. Were they the only two? They're the only two that were involved in any grand final. So everybody else hasn't played in any grand final. And they were in 98 and Pricey was in um, 2000, I mean, 95, right? So they were the only two guys. Everyone else was rookies. So when you're saying you have to lose one, eh, not really. You just have to be and then you have to be on for that day. Yeah, but the yeah, week it's funny because you it, played a Roosters team yeah, that had heaps of experience. Heaps in of experience. A, that was their third own. grand final in yeah. a row. That's why it was an upset because they were probably supposed to win. If you look at the spine of that team, we've gone through it on Levels Podcast. It's like um, you got Craig Wing, you had Fitz. I mean, uh, you had Minicello, Brad Fittler, Brett Finch, like Fitzgibbon, Fitzy, Croc. Yeah, like Flannery. Star, star they were playing. Team. Everyone, playing everyone was playing. Everyone was playing footy. Adrian well, Morley was the scariest bloke to yeah. play against, mate. He would take your head off. It was like just say when you know, if you look at defenses now and you go, oh, okay, oh, you don't really scream up from the four man, right? That's mm. stupid defense. He would get out from four man and hit you like without you just couldn't see him. And it was a good play. If you can play, if you can make that play, do it.
2: Willie, can I ask you about the rivalry between the two clubs? Obviously the Roosters were the big powerful club of O two, O three, O four. For you guys who had your salary cap points. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, how important was that for you guys to get over that hurdle and beat that team of the early two thousands?
1: Well, I think it was more of a fan thing, right? Yep. It wasn't with with the players. We used to go at it. It was it was pretty it was pretty personal out there. I think Braith spoke about it on um on Jam's podcast. He really elaborated on like how personal on the, the by Yeah, on on the by how yep. personal the comments were, and I'm like. Yeah, it was pretty brutal, man. Because being at scrums and stuff like that, I'm I'm saying a heap, <laughs> heap, heap of stuff. And but it was real personal. Cause stuff was going off, stuff was being, stuff was doing off the field. where yeah. Only a few people knew. Yeah. You know. So families and girlfriends. So families and girlfriends in that were like, were, 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 was not off topic, right? Yeah. So I'm just sitting there because because I've been on kangaroo tours with the minis and crocs and all that sort of stuff. We broke bread, right, in two thousand three. So so 2002 when we, were, we were clearly the best team that year points got taken off us. Roosters won the comp whatever, yep. but like everyone's the fans. I said the fans hated it and they built that up for us to go at them and like we should have won that comp and all. Players are just like it is what it is. Like mm. a lot of you know we got a, we got caught. We don't know as players. Like the administration got caught. We the players have to deal with it. Like a lot of clubs Melbourne had to go through it. Some clubs don't just don't get caught. So um, it was just very ironic that we'll, it was against the Roosters, right? Yeah. So the, the, it was uh, it was pretty funny, but there was off the field stuff that was pretty like we're in the same circles as you said. And then on the field, it was some real personal stuff like with two or three players. And I'm like, yeah, that was it was brutal. Some of the shit that was said, it was crazy.
0: Yeah. So when you like going back to these teams now and trying to relate it back to these teams, how important like Penrith? Do you, do you think it's a massive advantage? Like so, so based off that you you guys went in 2004 you played the one grand final you got the job done mm. it's all it's pretty similar right yeah roosters had been in three grand finals they hadn't won two they had only won one out of the three yep. but do you think it's a clear advantage for the for the for the Penrith Panthers over the Broncos with that experience of just knowing what the week's like or like what I'm trying to say is, was your yeah. team just that talented and 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 brash and and just didn't care? I think so about the moment. Whereas, can you see that in the Broncos as well? And I can in see that Broncos in a Payne Haas
1: and a Carrigan and a, a Reese Walsh. I can see that, like, th- like the sort of swag that they have, and even ours. Like, we were pretty, pretty, we we're pretty good side if you look at it, right? We we're talent everywhere. The Roosters, we we know we knew that we matched up with them, regardless, right? We had and I. The fact is that we had Sunny Bills. Willie Tonga's, Randy Matillas, and JT's. We didn't have them in 2002 and three. Mm. We didn't have those guys. Then they come in, and that's the cream that, you know, they're the ones who tipped us over that Emerging line. Emerging talent. Yeah, it was just like freakish talent. Like Sunny Bill's 2004 season, there's no better rookie season than that. Mm. You know, like Israel Flowers and Sonny Bill's, all that sort of stuff, they were absolutely killing it. But the, the reason I put him up there is because he's in the middle doing that stuff yeah. against grown men. When did Izzy uh, debut? Izzy debuted in 07.
0: 07 was yeah, a Yeah, had a later. killer year,
1: Yeah. Yep. Um, but I think they're the ones – we didn't have those guys in two and three, then all of a sudden no four, so we're a whole new team. They still had the same sort of players. But going back to your point, Brisbane's just going to come here with all the confidence in the world. There's no like – I see you guys – I had a a good chat with Gus last week and he's like, you've got to lose one to win one. I'm like, yeah, maybe – maybe Mm. right Mm. maybe not maybe not maybe these young kids come down they don't care about history yeah right they come down here where they're just like we're going to come here play out try and play our best game and we'll see what happens i think they match up so evenly we broke it down on the levels podcast and i'm like whoever breaks first right they're gonna win you know like and are the kings at that you know but i think the broncos can come down here and just they can do some damage man
0: Yeah, uh, we'll we'll talk more about that as we go, Gibbo. But there's also AFL happening today. The AFL grand final. I know you love your AFL, mate.
2: Yeah, so Um, huge game, which you can hear on SEN after the crunch time, guys, at lunchtime. But yeah, Collingwood Magpies up against the Brisbane Lions. Now, these two... Teams played a couple of grand finals in the early 2000s, a bit similar to the Roosters and Bulldogs oh, yeah. rivalry. Yeah. So yep. they're old school rivals. Around the same time? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And
1: Brisbane Lions won the two and three. Yeah, they won two and three. So 1, 0 2 and three they won. Yeah, that's yeah. right.
2: And so it's it's a big rivalry for them. Locky Neal, who won the Brownlow, he is looking like the guy. But it's going to be a great afternoon of sport. They're expecting like 100,000 down the MCG. And it's also a good Melbourne day. I think it's going to be Beautiful. like 30 degrees. So. We'll keep you updated on all of that. But, of course, boys, we're looking forward to the NRL Grand Final, the NRLW Grand Final and the state championship tomorrow.
0: Yeah, mate. It's going to be massive. Um, this is this is as good as matchup was, as we can Absolutely. get. We, we, we're going to get – we'll get to it a little bit later in the show for sure. We'll proper break it down. We'll give our tips. But when you look at it, you know, from top to bottom – what Mace was alluding to there with, with his grand final in 2004 was the impact that they had coming off the bench, right?
2: Yep. It's so, important. you know,
0: it happened in the preliminary final, but Mace ended up playing front row. ran for over 200 metres yep. in the grand final, but he had guys like Rennie Matua, Sonny Bill. Um, oh, god, okay, man. Ogre. Ogre, Ogre, Ogre started?
1: Yeah, but Ogre started. Like, was was started. Azatazi on the bench? start on the bench was Sonny, yeah. JT, and Adam Perry. Yeah. I mean, or Corey Hughes or someone like that. And yeah. they
0: you you know, all, you know 19 vets. to 23, like just young kids who were going to go on to sign big contracts. They just got that perfect little sweet spot Can when they playing together. Like well, I was a vet
1: and I was 23. Yeah. Like it was weird. I was like, you know what I mean? Because that was like a current... New South Wales, an Australian player at that age. And then you had guys that were sunny who were babies and Rennie who were like 19, 20. And I'm like, felt like I was like a 30-year-old, but I was like 23, 24. I was like, it was weird. Great dynamics.
2: Boys, can I ask, uh, with the Panthers connection, you've got your Luai To'o, um, Stephen Crichton, Spencer Lenu now. Some of those players are going to be leaving the club mm. this year. How much uh, how much sort of extra motivation is that for players? like You experienced that with the Bulldogs, yeah. right? A lot of players leaving. You know, the last dance sort of
1: thing. Yeah, well, we knew JT was leaving, but he probably didn't have that impact that Critter's had on Penrith. Yep. uh, That Spencer Leanneus had on Penrith. You know what I mean? They're grown juniors, right? So Mm. it's it's a little bit more emotional for these guys. They want to send each other off. Good luck. You've been awesome for the club. Four grand finals, been a massive integral part of this club. We're going to go that extra mile. And that's what I think they've got. They've got that extra gear, Penrith. Yeah. Where I'm like, I wasn't that impressed of what I saw with the Broncos last week. And I'm like, they look like they're vulnerable on edges where, what do Penrith do? Expose it. They expose your weakness where there's hardly any weaknesses through the middle, right? But they're going to get at Billy Walters because he's the only like guy that they're going to try and get at. You watch Leota and, and James Fisher-Harris and Yo, get at Billy Walters about two times, three times in a in a set. Because why would you run at Payne Haas and Flegler? <laughs> yeah, no way. It's smart. You know what I mean? Like So y- you've just got to play a bit smarter against the Broncos. Don't run into the teeth of them. But you know what? They can do. They can mm. do that. You know what I mean? Leanne, going to go. He's going to run straight over your face, and so and they got the, so they've got that little twist in them. Like, well, look what happened last year. They blew Reg and Paulo off yeah. the field yeah. first because, five ten minutes because of, they can, because they can, right? And they're, they're going to look at Flegler and Haas and go, "We can do that as well, you young boys. We're still that. We're still those dogs, right? They're, yeah. they're still what, I think 27, 28? That's prime, you know. And then Flegler, and that like twenty four and younger, they're babies, man." So they've got to take the title off these boys. And it's like a big heavyweight fight, right? The, di-
0: the and it difference, starts
1: in the middle. The difference
0: between last year in particular, I think this is the best team that Parramatta, uh, Penrith have played in a grand final. Yes. And the difference between uh, Brisbane Broncos and Parramatta of last year, they had a really good forward pack, Parramatta. Junior Bolo, Regan Campbell-Gillard, Murata Neokorta, I- Isaiah Papa-Lane, Lane, Madison, Lane. Lane. Like there's some really good names. Similar to what we've got at the Brisbane Broncos, they don't have that outside backs power
1: that... They didn't have a Reese Walsh.
0: They don't have a Reese Walsh, Cobo. and they didn't have the yardage carries of Cobbo, Tony Staggs, and Herbie Farnworth.
1: Very underrated what they're going to do, because what's Penrith's MO? Put you in corners, yep. beat the hell out of you till you, till you break, yep. right? Brisbane just cannot break. They've got to somehow get to play three or four and get a penalty, get a penalty or something, so they can get out and get in good ball. Otherwise, you're going to get Payne Haas on play threes and fours, or Flegler, they'll be trying to get to that three or four, and then it's just one out. So you can line up on that, and then they're going to kick. Like, that's what they're going to try and do. They'll try and do that. They'll do that for 80 minutes, Penrith. That's the difference, and happy to do it. Like, are are the Broncos willing to do that, or do they chance their arm? Have a crack at them real early. They want to force that into you as well. Chess, not checkers.
0: All right, well, let us know how this grand final is going to play out. We're going to be talking about it for the rest of the show. So call us on 1300 01 or text 0457 736 736 and we'll get to more of them after the break welcome back to the moles club i'm justin horro otherwise known as scope and my co-host who's normally here on the moles and saturday morning is away at his gym james magnuson the missile is away but my co-host from levels network is in here today uh willie mason mace um Want to also let all the listeners know we've got a couple of special guests coming up on the show today. So just after this break, ten thirty, uh, we'll have Sandoval on, ex rugby league player who has been announced as one of the gladiators Ooh-hoo. for the new show coming up. Brings back memories, the the, <laughs> the the gladiators. So, and then we're also going to chat at uh, around ten thirty to Taran Aiken, a superstar for the NRLW. Just missed out on the NRLW Player of the Year. Just got pipped by Tamika Upton. Right at the end, we've got a text coming in through here, Mace. Uh, we'll get to this one. The NRL need to hire whoever is in charge at Tuggera Council to look after that field for the Koori knockout. So that's from Ed. Um, and I'm assuming, Ed, that the uh, the Tuggera Council have got it looking Mickey Mouse for the Koori knockout. So I just want to talk a little bit about the Koori knockout, uh, Mace. Mm. Over the years, uh, you know, now it's been televised. I've, I've known that's players, great. number of players that we've played with over the years, who have played on these tournaments that are, you know, generally on? Uh, I think it's Grand Final weekend, mm. so it's on the same weekend, so it's
1: a big weekend. Um, you said you were you were invited to play in a Currie Knockout one year. <laughs> so in '98, right? That was my first sort of '98. I just come down to the Bulldogs from Newcastle. I got Jer- Jersey Fleet Player of the Year, so I was, I was, I was ascending very yeah. quickly, right? Yeah. So Wellington, like uh, Nathan Towney, Trent Runciman, they were all juniors of the Bulldogs. There they went back and uh, played for Wello. Right, and it was out, and it was in Narra, Nambucca, Nambucca Head. Nambucca. So I went up there. They, they tried to slyly get me in, right? Just, just don't say anything. And then a few like players from the other side, they're like, not that kid. <laughs> he like just say if it just social media and that, they're like, not, not a chance. Yeah. But because I just tried to slide in, like, no, 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 no. He's that young bulldogs kid. He's not playing. He's yeah. not. A, is he indigenous? It was yeah. like rules, like nah, cut him, cut me straight out. The boots and everything on, I was ready to roll in there. Well, I end up winning it as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was, it was a good experience. Just watched it, man. Right. And how it's come along. That's ninety eight, right? So yeah. How it's come along in like leaps and bounds. You got guys like Gi and and uh, like all these brothers playing. It's so good. Like Latros like, still like, plays like isn't Littrell, it. Like Cody Walker, all, and all Sloan. the leaders, leaders in the game, in the, in the Indigenous game, are playing in it. And it's great from the NRL and it's great from the NRL coaches to let them play. Because they weren't letting them play in the 2000s, mm. you know what I mean? Like I remember all the, all the all the brothers were trying to go, yeah, let's can I play in the knockout? No, nope, nope. Now it's like you know, let them play. Yeah, it's we had, we great. had a we had a New
0: Zealand Maldi um, uh, competition on the same weekend actually, and uh, there was always dramas around it. In saying that, yeah. we. A few Samoans and a few Tongans snuck through to the keeper yeah, yeah, yeah. for a few teams. So, you know, the getting the passports out wasn't as heavily... Yeah,
1: wasn't um, scrutinized. as scrutinised. As
0: scrutinised as it is. But you know, I remember John o, John o. Wright, Jonathan Wright, who I played with at Parramatta, he tried to get me to mm. play in it one year. And, uh, Choc
1: Mundine's pretty good at it. Like, he was always yeah. playing. It was always Tinga, Blacklock and all those fellas. They still love it. They
0: can you, still play, man. If you If you were running a club now these days, you've got to be sending scouts. I remember Latrell said last year on a post that there wasn't, I think there was, one. there was maybe one, yeah. there was one scout that was out there. You think about all the, the talented Indigenous kids that we've got in our competition. So talented, man. You played with, you know, two or three Jeez. of the greats, Jonathan Thurston, Greg Inglis. Yeah, man. And uh, you Easily, know, all the- like,
1: in your, so they're in your top 10. All those guys, man. You think they would, it's disrespectful not to even be out there. Like, you got to send something, you know what I mean? Like, you're going to get your big name players. Of course, you know, Latrell Mitchell and Cody Walker, but like, It might be that little 18-year-old kid from Hidden Gem? Yeah, from nowhere who doesn't really want to play, doesn't play that much, and then bang, you see him. Like like Greg Inglis, man. Like Greg Inglis, little story here, like he was in the Newcastle system, right? And I was speaking about the um the other day. I'm like, whoever was a part of the recruitment in like whatever GI was coming through needs never to be a part of recruitment ever again, right? <laughs> because GI is going to Newcastle Sports High, yeah. right? Hunter Sports he's Hunter Sports High. Yep. 16. Uh, he's a 16 year old kid, and they go, uh, "No, nah, you're too skinny." Too skinny. He's probably about six foot one, six two. Then really long skills like a halfback, runs like the wind. No, no, no. Then he went back home for a year or two. Went back up north to Brisbane North. Goes to Melbourne. Kills it for Melbourne, pretty much Hall of Famer, Immortal on the way. Wins Origin for Queensland. I would have won like six Origins in a row if Greek, if, if that Newcastle recruiter <laughs> had have stopped him. Then Israel Folau would have played for us, and then we would have been on a on a different trajectory. But yeah, I blame the Newcastle. That's recruitment. so
0: funny to think about the trajectory, sliding doors yep. of representation, like representative footy. Open that door, man. You said it yesterday. You you can make mistakes. So just say for you know I played 120 games. Just say if you miss on a Justin Hurry. And a lot of people would have thought the same when I was coming through. But you can't miss on GI. We'll take a break. And after the break, we've got Sandoril coming up. Welcome back to the Mowers Club, brought to you by Toro Mowers, powered by 100 years of innovation. I'm Justin Oro, joined by my Levels Network co-host, Willie Mason. And, Mace, we've got a special guest on for this morning, mate.
1: Yeah, nice. Who was it?
0: Uh, Ex-teammate of yours. He would have played during – he was a young fellow when when you were at the Roosters? Ah, yes. Two thousand and eight, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Oh, so we've Shandor got, Earl. So we've got Sandor <laughs> Earl on the on the phone. He spent time at the Roosters, My Panthers, man. Raiders and the Melbourne Storm. And he is Phoenix in the upcoming Gladiator <laughs> series on Channel Ten. So I thought, well mate, it's just too good. Uh I'd text you straight away, Shandor. And and I said, This is as good as it gets. It brings back so many nostalgic memories from from being a kid. I absolutely love the show, mate. So thanks for coming on.
3: Levels, yeah, the boys. Thanks for having me on, appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I'm, I good. Go- I, I'm pinching myself at the moment as a gladiator. Actually, I'm the same, I was so into it as a kid. A bit of trying to channel uh, my inner Vulcan at the moment.
1: <laughs> That's unreal. It's Mace uh, Shandor. Well done on that, mate. You would fit that so good.
3: What's the training <laughs> been like, mate? It was it was a bit of a funny one, obviously. Uh, I'm still in health and fitness yeah, with and you're uh, training, yeah, so I'm still sweet, but. Uh, it's a little bit different, you know. Getting used to the games and getting back into running and tackling and stuff like that. But it's been fun. The contenders are all uh, average joes off the street taking on the gladiators. It's no easy. Uh, it's no easy feat.
1: Are you pumped up? Like just to hit hit someone again, right? You, you know, <laughs> you've been working out. You look good. You're always in good shape. But like, you know, we miss that sort of. Hey, you got a pad and you can really put something on some little average joe who's trying to get you.
3: Oh, it's the best. And you you just see red. You get straight into yeah, competition I mean. mode then you have to go, oh, yeah, we're all. It's, it's just gladiators, but <laughs> it's, been, it's been so fun. Mate,
0: we'll get back to the Gladi- gladiator stuff really shortly, Shandor, um, but, uh, mate, you're killing it with the airlocker training, so tell us a little bit about that, mate. You're a performance director for airlocker, so that's obviously got you in really good shape even before doing and, uh, you know, getting ready for the gladiator series that's coming up. So tell us a little bit about airlocker, mate.
3: Yeah, mate, it's a hell of a journey. As you guys know, I had a little bit of time away from footy in the middle of my career, and that gave me the opportunity to get into business and I'm very grateful that I was able to find a passion and coaching and fitness and training was my passion so to look at have have an opportunity like that to be involved in a franchise I'm now a partner and we got 23 studios across the country with another 10 on the way Um, we're about to expand into New Zealand and Canada and there's a really unique thing. You guys are probably the same. I did a little bit of altitude training uh, during my time in footy, but Mm. never really looked at it for commercial, for the everyday person to utilize something so powerful that athletes have been utilizing for years, but it's never been available. So now people can come in, have an awesome workout, big energy and vibes in group training, get around your tribe, a good culture, and they can get amazing results because we train in simulated high altitude. So it's very cool. And it's just been such a great journey. And like I said, I'm just grateful for the platform um, and I get to have an impact on so many people.
0: Yeah, awesome, mate. Yeah, uh, As you know, we did a session together out at the uh, airlock yeah. out in Penrith and, it, geez, it gets you. you straight away, you get a <laughs> couple of minutes in, he goes, you know, generally when you start training mm. again, mate, um, you, you know, any any situation or if it's a little bit different, you've got to sort of... Just try to find your legs. Um, Within a minute, Shando, I just remember, ooh, all right, I'm feeling this. And then then you get your second wind and then you sort of build into it. But uh, I highly recommend it for anyone that's got an airlock anywhere near them. Go and sign up because it's a great uh, session. Uh, let's get back into the gladiator stuff, mate. So I'm really intrigued about this. I want to know about the process. Um, you know, how long has this, all this been going for? And tell us about your crew, because um, you know, when I think think back to the old gladiator crew, there are all these different personalities. You got yourself a good
1: gang. And sorry, Chandle, yeah. and tell me what you got to wear, because <laughs> <laughs> that kit well, is embedded in my head.
3: Oh, mate, if, Sparkles McGraw. No, I think it was the first time that uh, I've seen myself really on the other side and it's it's bloody sparkly. There's not much of a a costume, to be honest, but look, I'm not complaining. I've got myself in uh, good nick for the show, but crop tops are on the way back. So uh, look, it's just been such an awesome experience. The crew's unreal. Um, I think everyone's going to love it. Like you said, Scope, it's a bit of nostalgia, taking us back to the 90s and then, it's now that next generation of young kids that can get around Gladiator. So I'm really excited for it. I was stoked at the opportunity and it's just been so much fun.
0: Yeah. What about the footy, mate? Uh, Grand final weekend, obviously massive. Um, You know, you've been a part of, you know, a couple of really strong clubs in particular, uh, most recently before you finished up with the Melbourne Storm. How do you see the game playing out, mate? Brisbane Broncos, you've got an experienced uh, team in Mm. the Penrith Panthers that... When you were at your, you know, the end of your Melbourne Storm run, there was this young Penrith Panthers team that was coming through with all this energy. Um, you managed to get the job done in that grand final. Now they're experienced. Now they're like you guys, the Melbourne Storm of of uh, of the earlier years. And you got this young Brisbane Broncos team. How do you see the grand final playing out, mate?
3: Yeah, that's a good way. You know what? I, in reflection to that, I think it's it is that moment now for the Broncos. I think. If you think, looking back at where they came from 12, 18 months ago, it's a massive achievement for them to be now in a grand final. But I believe that that enthusiasm probably won't get it done against inexperienced Panthers. And the Panthers had every chance in the world against the storm in 2020, but the storm are clinical. They've been there before, there are a lot of old heads. And I know you've got a lot of young players at Penrith, but they're rocking up to grand finals like it's a club game now. You know, they they understand the experience. They won't be overwhelmed. So I think it'll be super competitive. Broncos are a cracker young team, but I just think the Panthers know what to do and what it's going to take to get it done. And if we see Broncos back in the finals or a grand final next year, that might be their time. So I just think that's how it's going to unfold.
0: Yeah, mate. Oh, what, what about uh, Clive Churchill? Any tips for you? Know we have a few people that want, need to gamble responsibly, of course, Sandor. Um, you're looking at the game. It's going to come down to the the big name players, mate. Who do you Who do you envision being the Clive Churchill, the best player on
3: ground? Well, oh, it's tough. I think. Uh, I think. I'd. I'd like to. Oh, you know. Probably not Cleary or Edwards, um, but I reckon, I'm going to say, I reckon a forward's going to take it this one.
1: Yeah. I'll say his name. <laughs>
3: You'd have
1: to
0: just, you'd have
3: to throw
1: it
0: on Yee, I guess. Yes. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
0: Isaiah Yo, man. Isaiah Yo's my boy. Yeah, Isaiah if, Yo, sir. if uh, yeah, oh, uh, yeah, Yo, 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 Yo. Yee back there playing Yo for the Broncos <laughs> for a <laughs> <laughs> Is he the thirteenth for Broncos? I actually? thought, I thought, I thought you were going for the Broncos there for a second. got
3: My Yo Yo's
0: mixed up. <laughs> Yo <Yo-Yo>. Yo. <laughs> yeah, mate, I'm with you. You know, if you look at, you know, in particular the origins of um the uh, the well, this series just gone. You know, Ruben Cotter, he uh, he won the play Wally Lewis medal. And uh, Lindsay yep. Collins won a man of the match, so the the judges don't mind the middles. And I'm with you. I'm I'm looking for a little bit of value. There's no value on Nathan Cleary if you're gonna have a little have a little double. So, um, what's the plans for the grand final, mate? What are you gonna be doing? Where are you gonna be watching it? Uh, anything on anything else on for the weekend?
3: Mate, pretty cruisy. I think uh, I'm, I'm parked up at the eastern suburbs at the moment, so I'll get around some sun and uh, just put the feet up and enjoy another grand final and see who gets it done but i'm looking forward to a few days off and uh plenty of footy this weekend so it should be good
0: beautiful mate and i'm sure everyone down at the eastern suburbs will be looking at looking forward to seeing that rig over the weekend mate
1: hey <laughs> <laughs> right, shand i just want to say um good work mate i know your journey and uh doing the stuff with the air lockers is, is great mate so i'm proud of you mate
3: well yeah done. thanks boys i appreciate it i really appreciate it and uh same to you guys it's it's great to see you boys kick on and do something you love, so always good having a chat, boys. Hey, let me ask you this. Mm. Scope, Mace, what's, yeah. that, what's your gladiator's name if you had the choice?
0: Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, no. Oh, oh. oh. On, you really put me on the I would say maybe the stick insect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I, uh, what is the grasshopper. On oh. the grasshopper. I'm 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 too, I'm too gangly. I'd never they'd would, they would never they'd look at my rig. They I'd imagine the process sandals when you come in.
1: You, you get, get you get, get the spandex
0: on. You, you you look in the Mickey. One I've got a mud guts and the other one I've got skinny pegs. So <laughs> they would had one look at me and go, this ain't for you. But big mace. Yeah. I don't know what uh, the dog ma- massacre. The big bulldog <laughs> massacre. Massacre. <laughs> massacre. Yeah, that could be cool. Um coming
3: day one. Scope yeah. We're gonna
0: put you in the morph suit. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, mate. Shandor, enjoy your weekend, mate. Um, love All what right, you're boys. doing with the airlocker and good luck with the uh, gladiator series coming up. Appreciate you calling in.
3: Thanks, lads. Appreciate it. Have a good weekend, you, cheers, mate.
0: Welcome back to the Moles Club for this Sunday, Saturday morning. Sorry, grand final weekend for both the AFL and the NRL grand final. Massive show today. I'm Justin Horro. Otherwise known as The Scope. Joined by my co-host Levels Network, Willie Mason. Mace, some really big news dropped through the week. Um, yeah. We obviously do the Levels mm-hmm. Network podcast every Tuesday and Thursday morning. It drops Thursday night. So go and give that a listen. If you haven't already, go and subscribe uh, to the Levels Network podcast. But after we finish the episode, mate, yep. f- massive news. Uh, I think early on the week or maybe at the back end of last week, uh, Brandy had announced that this would be his last year. Uh, as an advisor for Brad Fittler. Yep. But Brad Fittler is no longer the coach for the New South Wales Blues, mate. Um, mm. Massive, uh, you know, massive news in in origin on the same day as Billy Slater gets extended yep. for three years at, at Queensland. You're a passionate blue, mate. Um, mm. we, we get a lot of people listening to our show. Um when you're talking about, you know, what's been happening with the Blues mm. in the last couple of years, yeah. Straight off the bat, uh, how do you see, your, what's your reaction to that?
1: Yeah, my reaction is like I'm, I'm not surprised. I think with Brandy, you know, just sitting back and going, I don't want a part of it anymore. Mm. That's the writing on the walls there. I reckon Freddie's just gone. Well, if I haven't got my people in there. I don't want to be a part of it. That's yeah, okay. what it is. I think he's gone into the board. And going, okay, well, I, I want this, this, and this. And they're going, well, I don't – this guy's gone. It would have just been like – they would have butted heads and not agreed on it. Okay. And I think that's what would have happened. And Freddie goes, all right, well, I'm done. So do you think it's more about his Remember supporting me, sorry, cast? Yeah, I was, we spoke about this last year. I think Freddie will walk. You know what I mean? Like Because they're going to come to this sort of meeting. And then – like I think we said it on the Levels podcast. I think at the end of the day, when this meeting will happen, something's going to go down, and Freddie will go, like, I'm done.
0: I've got a theory. Yeah. I've got a theory. I think he went into that meeting and I. Freddie's been passionate about this for a while. Mm. You can can critique some of the decisions and selections that he's made for sure. Yep. Uh, And we've done that ourselves. Yeah. But one thing you can't criticise Freddie on is the development that he's done and, and coming through the grades and, you know, doing all the groundwork
1: Pathways, everything. Pathways to get
0: to the point where he's coached this New South Wales team. So he knows these players better than anyone would for that job.
1: said Payne Haas in the pathways. A lot of them. A lot of them have come through that. Yep. Cam Murray, all these blokes.
0: So do you think, even though I think maybe it was potentially stress that led to, you
1: know? It was a, yeah, it's, it's a, it looks like it's a very taxing on him, right? First year compared to the sixth year, it's a totally different person. And I know from fact people that's been in camp, they're like, I've never felt such a disconnect from the player group to the coaching group. And that's not good because you need that everyone on the same page. And I'm not sure if it's it's the coaches and the people around Freddie, but like players don't feel as connected as they did in 2019. I was
0: going to more, I was more alluding to like the stress and and the pressure that's built with Brandy, but like there might've been, a, I think there was maybe a part of Freddie that um, despite the outside looking in, I you know, I looked at it a couple of times. It's like Freddie, you know, sort of seems a little bit more on edge, you know, if you remember, you know, the years of I don't know Freddie well, you know yeah, him way he better than me. me. For two years. Mace, but like he used to be very like carefree on the footy shows and that. He just seemed mm. a little bit tense, especially around Origin. Then our Origin finishes and he starts to loosen up again on the footy shows and whatnot. Yeah, like now. Now. Um I oh, so I think, you know, there was a part of me was going, Well, maybe Freddie didn't want to do just one more year like Brandy. Maybe he went and goes, Look, oh, if I'm going to do this, I'm not going to be a dead man walking. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not filling this job for one more year. Maybe he said, look, I want to do two three years, lock it in,
1: yeah.
0: uh, like Billy Slater's got. And maybe they said, look, we, yeah. we're we not in a position to do that. That's, that's These my These are the theory. conversations
1: that all, they, they would have all transpired. You wouldn't be far off. Do you know what I mean? Like, what what do you think would have taken for him to, to be in this position and walk and, walk and go, I'm done? Mm. It would have been like, no, this is what we want. And Freddie, they're way off the pace. Yeah, you know, so it's like it can't be fixed. The New South Wales want the New South Wales board want this. Freddie wants this. To- too much grey area. And I said that last year, Freddie will end up walking. They'll yeah. put him in a position where he's like, it just can't work. He'll t- They'll take all the pieces away. They'll probably t- tap Brandy and said, look, you're done. Betsy McGregor, all these other guys, you're done, and left him in a, a position where he doesn't want to leave those guys out because that's his team. How important is that, right? It's they, so important. to make
0: sure that you've got your team around you. So, do you, have you got any inkling of maybe people that they were trying to put around him? Like, we you know we're close to the game. Well, I've heard
1: some. I've heard some names, and if they prop those names near my, I'll be like, nah, I'm out.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: You know, so I know I know the names that were thrown around potentially to help him, and if they threw those names near Freddie, like I know I know Freddie pretty well, he would have went, I'm done. Yeah. Okay. I just don't think. I think Freddie, Freddie's a a decent origin coach. The players love him. You know what I mean? So it's like, he does so much for pathways and it's just like, it's six years. It's a, it's a, long, it's tenure. a long time. It's a long yeah. time. Yeah. Like it's, the only reason why Mal coached for so long is because he never lost. Yeah. It's you know easy I mean? when
0: you just keep winning. You
1: just keep winning. You're winning eight or nine in a row. Like you just like, you're picking the same team. You're not really coaching that squad. You know, like it's um, six, and he's. We should be like you know at least four from six. You know, like um, for sure, four from six, five from six. You know, like we've we've left, left a couple on the on the ground, right? So, at least one. That's 20, twenty, and he's at fifty. He's at fifty percent. That's a good strike rate for an Origin coach. Probably the best ever. You know, so Freddie's yeah, going to he's, he's left there. his mark on the game and in New South Wales. You know, and he probably thought, you know, what if it's too hard like this? You can't find common ground. I'm done. I'm not going to leave New South. I'm not going to leave New South Wales when I can't have the right people. Well, I, just think that, I just think that's – I know what Freddie's like. You know who's not leaving? Billy
0: Slater. Mm. Three years. Do you and want he a, deserves should that. Should we have Probably a break? A year year and then we'll get to Billy Slater after the break? Let's do that. Signing for 10. Welcome back to the Moles Club, brought to you by Toro Moles, powered by 100 Years of Innovation. I am Justin Horro, joined by my co-host of Levels Network, Willie Mason, for this special episode of the Moles. And we've got a special guest here. Here now, uh, the captain of the crunch time that's coming up after Please. this with uh, Adrian Brzencko and Sats today. Sats, yep. Sats yep. today, Shug. Suge, you've got a, a criteria for the Clive Churchill.
4: I, yeah, I had no intention of popping in, right? Because yep. it's your show, but <laughs> but I'm being followed by Clives. So yep. Willie's here. Yep. You know, across the road, I went and got some uh, scrambled eggs. There was a bloke having some breakfast there. He's won two Clives. Who would that be? Cooper Cron. No, Bradley Clyde. Oh,
1: oh good. The, one of the best. Just a,
4: oh, I love Mason's him. He's far across far the, far. the road. You know what? I might go and see him now. You yeah, got get Clyde up here. I'll, go, I'll walk over now and say, Willie's across the road yeah. and he'd love you to come on. 100%. But yeah. my hair's are standing up because a couple of Clives could meet in, yeah. a, in a moment. I'll, I'll interrupt. I will go and do that for you. But just before I go, boys, my Clive Churchill medal code yes. in the NRL era, and I'm going to ask if Willie cracks the code. When he won the medal... Does he mm-hmm. apply to all? So Let's here's guess. the code. Let's see if he ticks all those boxes. And for the record, there's six players this year who qualify. Okay. No centre, winger or benchy has ever won the Clive in the NRL era.
0: Starting front row, second row. Correct.
4: Tick. Tick. Next one. 22 of the 25 had played for their state or country prior to... Both, yeah. Tick. Tick. Again. Okay. The next one is this. Um... Twenty-three of the twenty-five were first-time winners. You hadn't yep. won it before. Yep. And the final one is this: twenty-three of the twenty-five. The sweet spot in age is twenty-three to twenty-seven. Ha! <laughs>
1: twenty-three. Were you? 20, 24, Yeah. Is, is that, that right? Yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah. That's the Clive code. So you want That's to know the it, code? Yep, yeah, There's three who fit for the Broncos. There is Payne Haas, yep. Paddy Carrigan, Tommy mm. Flegler. Yep. And there's three who fit for Penrith: Jerome Lewis Liam Martin, and. Yowie? No, are too easy old. 28, too old. Yeah,
1: okay.
4: Fisher Harris. Fisher Harris. <laughs> Ooh, there the you lion. go. Those
0: six. Mate, I'm on oh. two of them. I'm on I, uh, two of them.
4: Yeah. So uh, I said Martin, didn't I? I'm on Liam Martin. Yeah,
0: he's a dog. I'm on Liam Martin, and I've got. i go- I've-, I've gone for a bit of value, so he's mm. a little uh, bit of a teaser. I'm on Flegler. I like Flegler, and-, and me and Sugar were talking about this just before. If you look at um, ticks all the boxes. Yeah, you think about what happened in Origin with this. You know, these are gonna the same mm. judges that vote on Origin. They really loved what Reuben Cotter and Lindsay Collins did in the first couple of games. They liked their middles.
4: Hey, boys, you're sounding good, but I've got a job to do. I'm right, going go to go ankle the tap Clive. the Clive. Actually, we'll see the if you king. can get uh, Bradley Clive. We'll
0: get three Clive Churchill medals potentially he's here for the Moles out. Club Apparently on a Saturday morning. Apparently, he's got his morning. Clive Churchill
1: on down there. Double. We'll get to that
0: when we come back <laughs> after the break. No, no.